Welcome to the Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, la la la, let me explain. And of course, Wednesday is Agony Aunt Day, it's the day that we deep dive into your problems, your dilemmas, and I'll see if I can give you some advice that might help. And as always, head to my Instagram page where we will be discussing one of these, get involved with the conversation. Anyway, let's get going. The first question says, Hi Lala, so I've been dating this guy for two months. We've been going on walks, going to national trust houses and spending time together about twice a week. He messages me every day, tells me when he's free. We met on a dating site. He's 59 and I'm 48 and the sexual chemistry is great. We've been away on a two-night break. We've booked a trip to Paris and he's asked what my plans are for New Year's. So I decided to close my online dating profile. I logged on and then I noticed that he'd been on the site. In a moment of madness, I created a fake profile without a picture and I sent him a message. And he messaged back saying he might be a match and asked for a picture of me. I feel like an, <laughs> I feel like a fool now and I don't know what to do. I'm new to online dating after a marriage breakup and I'm looking for a committed relationship and I have said as much. Help me decipher this, please. Uh, the problem with doing this sneaky stuff to catch them out is that you're then left with the dilemma of whether to tell them that you've caught them out and risk making yourself look like a crazy person or to not say anything at all and risk ruining the dynamic the two of you have together because you're holding in this lie. Feeling anger towards them for something that you can't even talk about is a really rubbish place to find yourself in. It clearly felt like things were going really well between you and that you were moving towards a proper, established and committed relationship. Though it sounds like you haven't actually had any type of conversation about exclusivity, whether you're dating others and where this is actually going. And because you haven't had that conversation, it's kind of a grey area as to whether him continuing to talk to other people on dating apps is a really awful thing for him to do. On the one hand, it's really shitty that he was making all of these future plans with you, giving you all his time and energy, whilst remaining open to talking to other people. And it's especially gutting when you're in a place of feeling like, well, I don't even want to talk to other people. I have no interest in others because this is going so well. To then find out that he may not be in the same place as you is hard. You have to worry about whether you're just a placeholder and is he just giving you his time until he finds somebody who he feels is a better match. On the other hand, it may well not be as deep as that. Maybe because you haven't had that conversation about exclusivity, he's trying to protect himself by not fully committing to you until he knows that you're up for that too. Maybe he's enjoying the ego boost of being on the apps with no intention of meeting up with anyone else. The problem is that the only way to establish his reasons for being on the apps is to talk to him. But as I'm sure you're aware, talking to him comes with the risk of him turning around and saying, hold on a minute, why the hell were you creating fake profiles on dating apps? Which, of course, you can answer with, but why the hell were you trying to meet up with new women when things have been going so well between us? 
But because of the fact that you're not in an exclusive relationship, you don't have that much of a leg to stand on. I think raising it is likely to be the end of you two. And I think you need to think about what you want going forward. Would you be able to trust him if you continue to see each other? And I think the only way to continue to see each other is for you to state what you want. To state that you want a relationship. A monogamous relationship where neither of you talk to others, where you both come off the dating apps. And if he agrees to that, then you have to find some way of stopping yourself from testing him by sending new messages. If you do want that with him, then you have to go into it with trust. Otherwise, you will have no true solid foundation for a healthy relationship. If this incident has killed the trust completely and has changed how you're going to behave going forward, then maybe it is best to just drop it here. Perhaps you could say to him, I went on to the dating apps to terminate my profile because actually I'm, I'm really enjoying what we've got and I saw you were active on there. Don't say that you sent that fucking message, but maybe just say that you saw he was active and start a conversation about your feelings and about what you want from there. But if you don't feel that you can do that, then I think you are going to just be left in this horrible state of unknowing limbo. So I think you need to communicate. I think you need to say what you want and see how it goes. And in future, don't bloody create fake profiles. It can never lead to anything good. All right, the next question says, Hey Lala, I had a gut feeling, so I searched through my boyfriend of two and a half years phone. Anyway, I read messages on there from him saying he dreams that he's sleeping next to his ex while sleeping next to the girl that everyone wants him to have kids with, which is me, and that he still wishes one day they could be together in another universe. He wrote that all he can do is keep it inside or make a joke and say he's angry having intercourse sometimes, but he has to hold it all in. How should I confront him? Oh my fucking God. I think you should tell him that he's free to go and do whatever he wants with his ex and that you are absolutely done with this. This is quite possibly the most hurtful thing that you could have possibly found on someone's phone. And I am so, so sorry that you had to find that. I don't think that I could move forward from this one knowing that someone feels this way about me. It's fucking horrible. Particularly the fact that he said that he doesn't even enjoy having intercourse and that he feels angry about having to have sex with you. That is so incredibly hurtful and so difficult for you to not take personally, but you actually shouldn't take it personally. It sounds as though your boyfriend never stopped loving his ex, but because of family pressure, he's ended up in a relationship that he doesn't want to be in just to please people around him. He's used you as some kind of smokescreen or like pleaser for his family. And he's wasted two years of your life with the intention of possibly getting you pregnant so he can shut his mum up. The selfish and cruelty of that is unreal. I think you should actually count your lucky stars that you never got pregnant. And I think you are well within your rights to admit that you went through his phone. Though we shouldn't go through phones, I'm glad you did. And I think you should tell him what you found. I don't think there is any explanation that could justify his words. And if he gaslights you and focuses on you going through his phone, then take that as further evidence that you do not need this man in your life. He may well beg you to stay and promise that none of it is true, but I wouldn't believe that. I would also be totally put off by the fact that he's just an utter coward and he's allowing his family to rule his life. 
This whole thing is incredibly sad and it's humiliating that he's continuing to feel this way whilst remaining in a relationship that he clearly doesn't want to be in. Tell him he can have his ex and block, delete, move on. But also, you can take a bit of confidence for the fact that you are obviously fucking amazing. The fact that you are like perfect fucking material as far as the family are concerned to be their mother of their future imaginary grandchild, that says a lot about you. You're obviously a spectacular buffeting. You're gorgeous. You have all the qualities that families see as someone who'd be perfect to carry on their lineage. And that is a bloody compliment and a great reflection of you. So carry that confidence forward and kick this flipping fool to the curb. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. And the final question for today says... Hi Lala. A couple of years ago I was dating but not looking for a serious relationship unless it happened to come along. I met a man and we went on a couple of dates. This was just after COVID and not a lot of places were open, so he came to mine early one evening. We had discussed having sex and I asked him to bring a condom, which he did, but he made a passing comment in a previous conversation about what's the worst that can happen, even if someone catches chlamydia, it's easily treated, but he said he'd been checked and was clear. When it came to actually getting into sex, he didn't want to put the condom on. I said no, I didn't want to go further without it, and he persisted, and kept saying he just wanted to put it in once without it. I said no, but he laughed it off and made me feel a bit daft and went ahead anyway. I begrudgingly didn't say anything else. I didn't say yes. I did ask him once more to put the condom on, even though he was inside me, but again, he just played it down and said, why am I worried, and made me feel like I was being dramatic. I just didn't say no anymore and let it happen. The whole thing was horribly awkward. I didn't really participate apart from allowing it to happen. He even referenced afterwards that I didn't seem so into it, but he was in my house, so I played it down. He was overly keen with me after, so much so that I started to look into him and do some more research and found via Googling his phone number that he'd given me a false surname and actually had a partner and a child. When I questioned him on it, he went mad. I've told two people about what happened. One said he's disgusting. Another said it was assault or even rape. I don't feel like it's the latter because I did allow it to happen, albeit begrudgingly. I'm struggling to reconcile it in my mind, though, even though it's been more than two years. 
I'm a strong person, I'm vocal, and I'm annoyed with myself for not sticking to my guns and just making him leave. I guess I'm asking you what that was. Was it some kind of assault, or was it just my stupidity in allowing him to do something I didn't want him to do? When I read this letter, I really recognised this feeling and this experience. So many women and girls do. Your friend who said it was rape was right. You didn't enthusiastically consent to sex without a condom. In fact, you said no several times and he laughed and made you feel daft and went ahead anyway. If you consented to sex, but not sex without a condom and sex without a condom happened against your will or knowledge, then that is rape. And it is punishable by law in this country, in the UK and in many other countries. But I completely understand why it doesn't feel like rape or why you don't want to call it that because you didn't shout no. He didn't threaten you. You weren't saying nothing because he was frightening you. You just weren't boldly saying no for a myriad of reasons. So I understand why we don't call it rape in these situations, even though it was. Consent is a really nuanced one. There are no grey areas with consent, but there also are. This is why we need to get the message out about enthusiastic consent. We need men to know that unless a girl or a woman, or rather we need everyone to know, we need them to know that unless a girl or a woman is excited about whatever you're about to do, then you shouldn't do it. Even if we're silent or we're unenthusiastic or we're just laying there and allowing them to go ahead. And that's actually what we do sometimes. Sometimes we don't go, stop, because we can't, because it feels scary. And they expect us to be going, no, fuck off, for that to really mean no. And actually, no, stop, in whichever tone we've said it, still means no and stop. And grown men should fully understand that. Now, the thing that's probably happened here and that happens for a lot of us is so often we go into fawn mode. Fawning is a trauma response where a person behaves in a really people-pleasing way to avoid conflict and to establish a sense of safety. It is super common for women to have a fawn response because we've been raised in a world that tells us that we have to protect ourselves from men. I'm strong and vocal and I teach other women to be strong and vocal and still within the last couple of years I've been in situations with men where the correct response would have been to make them leave or to get angry and I haven't. I've immediately gone into fawn and I've done what I could to please and appease them. I'm so programmed by my previous trauma with men to know that that is the safest thing to do and that's not even a conscious thought that's not me thinking right what's the best thing to do now go into fawn mode no it's just an instant survival technique and when you look back it's always like what the fuck was wrong with me why didn't I say anything but we are so vulnerable in situations like that you were naked in your home with a man who you didn't know well your brain told you to stay safe and the best way was to stay quiet And sometimes this can happen because we like them and we don't want them to go off us. Sometimes it can happen because we've experienced previous trauma and we go into autopilot to keep ourselves safe. Sometimes it can happen because there is definitely an underlying sense of threat or coercion. You said that he made you feel daft. That is a definite form of coercion, manipulating you into feeling like you're an idiot if you don't do this. And your gut also knew that this man wasn't one to trust. He continued, even though you clearly weren't into it. 
He is a vile piece of shit on every level. The fact that he's in a relationship and was so desperate to not use a condom is grim. And oh, the fucking privilege of being a man and believing that chlamydia is the only thing that can happen as a result of unprotected sex. Oh, it's so easy to treat. What about unwanted pregnancy? That's not very easy to treat. What about herpes or HIV or genital wars, a virus that remains in your body forever? He's a horrible, nasty prick. And his reaction to being caught out tells you everything that you need to know. You probably had a really clear, intuitive sense of him. What happened to you has nothing to do with stupidity at all. You did nothing wrong. He pressured you and you went into fawn. It's very normal and it's very common. Therapy can really help with this. And I think it would be an important way for you to explore more around this and to develop your sense of self-esteem. You have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And we can often feel shame after fawning because it feels like we allowed something to happen. We didn't. It's pure survival mode. It's your brain saying, this is the best way to come out of this situation alive. Look at this situation with compassion rather than shame or blaming yourself. You are absolutely not to blame for it. You're not alone. There are many, many, many of us who completely relate to this experience. And that's us for another Wednesday. So get on my page, get in comments, help these people out as much as you can. And I'll see you again, or rather you will hear me again on Friday. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.